it's your host Sharon Lin, and welcome back to Come Along. So today we're continuing our chat with artist Tom Rook. I absolutely enjoy talking to artists, designers, creative people. In addition to getting to know more of their work, I love to know more of them, what's their philosophy in life, and what inspires them. And chat with Tom how Taiwan has changed throughout the years. So today we're going to know more about that from Tom. Enjoy. And also, I'm curious why some of your drawings are in a circular form, like a globe-like form, and others are flat. Oh, okay. So,、um, yeah, some some sometime in about 2019, I was experimenting with a few different shapes. Like, I made Wanhua、hmm. into a sort of fan shape because I'd saw、oh. I'd seen that shape. It's like、uh, you want to try different perspectives.、Or? Yeah, well, that one was a similar perspective. It was more the shape. I'd seen it in Longshan Temple and a few other places in the area, so I wanted this kind of. I guess traditional shape to be、mm. part of the drawing. The globe ones、uh, that came about because I had a I had an exhibition at Red Room in on Geelong Road. Yeah, they、um, they wanted a, they wanted something and they wanted something centered on the restaurant. So I was like, okay,、yep. I'm going to make you the center of your own little planet. <laughs> and I'd、uh, I'd seen this technique,、um, this sort of perspective, a couple of times, and I kind of liked. How it, how dramatic、mm. you can get a scene going with that, and so I was like, I started ex- like experimenting, trying to work out how you do it. It's actually quite difficult. Those ones take me a lot longer than a the, longer. than the other、mm. uh, other other sort of ones I do. If it's an imagined place, it's not too difficult. But if it's a real place, getting it actually to scale in that and measuring it all,、mm. and dealing with all the distortion that happens around the edges. So there's a lot of math involved. There's, a, I guess, a lot of math, but more like a kind of spatial,、uh, spatial awareness. I guess just sort of、mm. knowing what is going to look weirdly distorted or something, and knowing where the streets should curve to, and this kind of thing. Oh, this is、you、so fascinating. You kind of have、yeah. a sort of grid almost you're working from. But it doesn't work for anything that's not square. <laughs> so,、yeah. so if you have a diagonal street or you have a circular building or something, you just kind of have to eyeball that. So I I read、um, the history, urban history、uh, aspect of your work. So basically, from your work, I think also you mentioned in uh, many um, explanatory plaques in your exhibit that. Preserving local history is a huge focus of, of your、mm. work, and I'm curious how do local、uh, like groups or nonprofit organizations they reach out to you, or how does the process of preserving history and telling local stories how did that process start?、Um, that started、um, actually pretty early on. The Dadacheng、yeah. drawing actually stemmed from that.、Um, in that case, they reached out to me. There's、yeah. a building there called the Wenmeng Building, and it's、um, now it's a museum, but it used to be part of the Red Light District there.、Mm. And they wanted to sort of preserve it and to sort of tell the stories of the workers who were、um, working and living around there.、Mm-hmm. And it was the whole block was kind of under threat from developers, so、mm-hmm. they they invited me to go and like they wanted me to draw that area. Which year was this? This would have been twenty thirteen, I think, like quite a while ago.、Okay. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I went there. They showed me around. It was really interesting. I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is an interesting like history here, and、mm. like, so I drew it. And then eventually that map got bigger and bigger until it was like all of that Archen. Yeah. And then I wrote some article about about them too, and some Facebook posts and stuff. And eventually, like that building is preserved now. 
Um, mm. And it's like a city heritage site. But sadly, last year, the rest of the block around it was demolished. There's going to be sort of a massive residential tower, like, mm. encasing the uh, Wenmeng building. Mm. And how do you feel like gentrification? Uh, this is a huge uh, topic and discussion that, for sure, we couldn't cover the whole scope in the show. Mm. But how do you feel like gentrification has altered how a city looks? It's a really complicated subject. Know, that, I yeah. Know, yeah, and I, I've it's something I've like studied even back in university, and then oh, really? seen yeah. it sort of playing out in Taipei. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes I think like what's going on around sort of Dihua Street and that sort of thing. It seems like there are new businesses in there, but that the old businesses yeah. are still there as well. Mm. So that, that I think is pretty good. But then there are probably some... some yeah, ad- pros elements. and cons. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, there are some cons that I'm sure some businesses have been sort of squeezed out of mm. that area or at least squeezed out of Dihua Street and are now in the sort of the surrounding streets. I don't really know how you balance that <laughs> with also kind of yeah. moving out of the city forward too mm. uh switching gears a little <laughs> bit coming back to the attention of detail that, that i that i really love from your work so it, it re- some of your pieces it reminds me of these 17th to 18th century well genre paintings with a human mm. element and also etching um, from artists like albrecht Dürer. Mm. and I, i'm curious do you get inspiration from artists in the past um, sometimes. Uh, there's there's sort of a long tradition in Europe, at least, of this kind of bird's eye map making. Mm. Um, and in Japan as well. Uh, but the Japanese ones are really cool because they have a sort of very sort of fluid watercolor-esque like, style to them going on. Mm. Um, at some point, I might try and like emulate a little bit of that. Yeah. But <laughs> it's kind of like um, very different from, say, like the ones made in the Netherlands or something. Mm. Uh, the, those were sort of, um, I don't know how big an inspiration, but definitely I like the idea of being part of that continuity through time, <laughs> like mm. of people people sort of depicting where they live, that kind of thing. Mm. I find like with a lot of historic arch- artists, they've more like sort of inspired me in my life rather than my work, mm. I guess. Like, I mean, tell us more. I remember going to Vienna when I was a teenager and seeing like the Klimt exhibition in one of the palaces there and mm. I didn't know who he was at that time we'd mm. never studied him in yeah. school I went there before as well yeah. yeah and I was just like there's something called I think like the Steindahl syndrome or something I'm probably saying that wrong but it's where you look at a piece and you're you're so sort of overcome by it that it, it has such a huge impact on you and I, I kind of got that from his work mm. so I definitely say it inspired me, but yeah, no, nothing from Klimt has gone into my like my work. Well, so. you did. Well, <laughs> don't say that, but yeah, I, I definitely know that feeling, and I, I'm sure. Well, I, I would say that people looking at your work, some some might have that feeling. Mm. So that yeah. would be really cool if they do. No, honestly, yeah. it, any contemporary <laughs> artist or anything that is a hot topic these days that also inspires your creation. The people, the artists I follow on say Instagram people that I that I guess I'm inspired by are usually there's a few people in the sort of similar field to me like drawing yeah okay. drawing detail drawing this kind of stuff but a lot of the time I'm following friends who are artists and just like what form of art anything mm. uh, really really it's anything from just sort of abstract stuff to illustration to architecture and cities performance performance, performance as well yep yeah, sculpture um a friend is like does pottery and this sort of thing mm. uh and it's more like i'm inspired by their process as much as the finished thing and seeing mm. like 
why they made certain decisions. Mm. Uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense to me because I, I love art. And the last time I did, I, I call it a real drawing, you know, sitting down, uh-huh. pencil and paper, was a couple of years ago at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. And that experience really stood out for me because I was drawing a silver cup. And you're really focusing on just that one thing mm. at that time. And everything else just sort of paused in a way. And you're really focused. And I find that process really therapeutic. And for you, uh, as a full-time artist, there is so much going on in your life, professionally, personally, when you're doing your creation, also just living life. How do you find a good balance between, say, work and life, or just in general, how do you take care of your mental health? Um, it's tricky sometimes because, you know, sometimes you get halfway through a day and you've just had to run a bunch of errands and not yes. had any time to draw. Yeah. And then you're a bit fried in the heat or something. Mm. Um, it's interesting you talk about like the single focus on something that kind of like sounds like a kind of flow state, which yeah. is always like the best yes. kind of thing to get yes. into. Oh, that's why uh, I miss it. Yeah. I wish it. Yeah. Um, it's doesn't happen every day for sure. But, but that's something <laughs> I wish more people talk about. This flow state, it doesn't happen that often as, as mm. people well, imagine. It doesn't. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens sometimes, but it's not so, and it's a little bit unpredictable. It, yeah, it, it it almost feels different from day to day. It's it's kind of like sometimes I can sort of focus and just roll with it for hours and and feel like great, everything is coming together. I'm not even thinking about where this is going. It's just happening in a way. Mm. Sometimes it's a case of like. Draw ten minutes, get distracted by something. Go draw another ten minutes. What do you get oh, distracted? Oh, I didn't water the plants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me vacuum the floor. Why, which yeah. I never why did. is the cactus leaves that color? Oh my god, Google. Like, why has the why has the cactus's leaves turned this color? <laughs> I have this like it's called like an African milk fizzle thing. This was the distraction this morning. Oh actually. my god, oh, I, I I love this so much because I was yesterday for no reason I was googling who invented the first safety pin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not related to I was doing research for your interview yeah. like, this is related to Tom no it's not but I just wanted to know because I saw a safety pin yeah <laughs> that's terrible like I don't like I don't know Maybe this is how like create creative minds work in a I way. think I, so I don't know it's like yeah so you get distracted yeah I try to sometimes make things that I get distracted and obsessed with into something creative yes, like. so actually when you find that you're sort of well off the original track do yeah. you you actually actually find what, another another path <laughs> sometimes, sometimes not all the time purely procrastination to be <laughs> honest at the start i was just like these things are cool and now i'm obsessed with them <laughs> what how do i turn this into something oh, okay. work related um and then i'm like the more i look at them the more i'm like oh you're describing my life every day. yeah <laughs> i wanted to do something with like the tile designs uh, which are really those. cool but actually like there are some uh taiwanese instagrams and taiwanese accounts yes, who are doing yes. a really good job of recording those yes. and and making stuff so mm-hmm. i'm kind of like yeah, okay i'm gonna like defer to you guys with that have you reached out to them <laughs> oh I, I not really i follow them on instagram oh. but that's uh that's that's it you should totally reach out to them probably yeah. they're thinking the same oh th- your work is so cool when when is tom going to yeah. <laughs> you never know reach you out, never reach know, out. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh you mentioned a little bit about the social what the history of taiwan and social environments and i feel while taiwan is the first country in asia to legalize same-sex marriage and as an art lover I find that whenever I talk to my friends who are also artists, they always say that the environment and the social atmosphere often influence an artist a lot. 
And how do you feel as how has the social atmosphere in Taiwan influenced your work? It's something like I mean that that was a big reason for me moving here.、Um, mm. I mean, actually, that the marriage hadn't passed when I moved here, but it was still a much more welcoming country than a lot of countries that I was, you know, certain. Looking at around the world, there are certain big chunks of the world where I was like, okay, I can't really move there because I can't live openly there at all.、Mm. As far as how much it influences my work, not especially. I feel like sometimes some artists, their work is very internal, almost.、Um, mm. Mine is a mix. Mine is sort of a mix of that and also the world around me a、mm. lot, I guess.、Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm saying that、yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like how I think a follow-up <laughs> question too is I love to ask artists is how much of yourself do you in general usually see in your pieces? Um, it depends on the piece.、Mm. Uh, you know, something that I'm commissioned to do of like a city I don't know, then that's、yeah. usually not as much me in it、mm. as、that's、very much in, entirely the city. Yeah.、Mm. Um, but anything that I've drawn as a more personal piece, then. Usually the reasons that I chose it were quite personal,、mm. and then usually the stuff that I've added and put in there are quite personal too.、Yeah. The people who are in it,、um, certain buildings that I have like memories with. It's kind of like looking at the sort of the Tonghua one that's up in A11、oh, yeah, at、yeah. the moment. That one's like super personal. Yeah,、oh, that's that's what I feel. Yeah, that's why when I notice the the dogs and the tattoo tattoo studio, I feel like this is. Probably something from your life. Yeah. That I didn't know much yet, but you know, thank you for sharing that. They they are from your life. Yeah, yeah. that was、uh, that was one I'd wanted to do for a long、uh, a long time, and I actually kind of started thinking about how to do it back in probably like twenty twenty or something,、mm. and it was something I'd come back to between projects for a few weeks. Oh really? So it's taken a long time. Yeah. To how long、it. did it take you to finish the big Tonghua's? Uh, I probably started sketching it out in 2021.、Um, wow, it's taken a, a while, but that was it. Took a long time because I was kind of going back through my memories of like ten years in that neighborhood,、mm. trying to put the restaurants in. If you look at it like closely, one of the Shop posters above the night market has like my shopping list for <laughs> the morning market. This kind of thing on.、Oh. Um, I'm. I have to go back again.、Yeah. Certain events are on there that I remembered.、Um, people, the restaurants that I tend to go to are usually done as little cutaways in it.、Oh. So I, I wanted something that was like the typical Taipei neighborhood, the stuff that happens in there, stuff everyone can recognize, and then people who live in that、uh, neighborhood can also like recognize easily. And then I wanted stuff that if you get even closer, then that's that's me kind、mm. of in there as well. Ah,、oh, I love that the the this detail you mentioned because I'm thinking about the the time frame that this piece sort of embodies. It,、mm. It's crossing over ten years. Yeah. Also, what's happening now, and also what happened in your past, but from your memory.、Mm. So it might not be well so-called factual, but for you, it's a reality. Yeah, it's um. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> it's yeah. I decided not to set it at a particular time.、Uh, so there's there's stuff on there that's like long gone now, actually. But I mean, even some stuff as I was drawing it went into kind of history. Like I hope it reopens. But、um, Nanshan Theater, the movie theater there,、oh. it, there's it's like a small independent movie theater,、mm. and I added that, and I added the people watching a movie inside it.、Oh. But then. 
about a month ago that one that one has been closed for about a month so i'm like oh, no oh you must be like, so sad i'm very sad that was my little like yeah, evening movie spot oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um no. so i was kind of like okay i really i've i've kind of drawn while i've been drawing it some stuff has perhaps changed yeah. uh become sort of a history mm. historical thing and i'm curious have you ever pictured or wondered many 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 years from now when people uh, are seeing your work and discovered your work how would that be like i'm curious this yeah. Is, uh, yeah i wish i could sort of jump 100 years yeah, in the future and actually see oh, what people this, this is what think. taipei looks like in in like uh, i don't know 200 years ago yeah because you you never you know will we still even have cars at that point you yeah. kind of wonder like what huge changes will happen between now and 100 years yeah and it would be really cool if people still have a way of looking at like these drawings and going like okay that's what life in taiwan was like mm. in oh i the hope mid they 2010s do. Yeah. or yeah. so or or in tokyo or in like english cities in 2000s that mm. kind of thing it's it's not so much about ego for me is like some of the most wonderful things that we now have were probably all from could be from a random diary this person i don't know in 16th century they jot down and historians or people they found it and you know they become like amazing movies that inspire so many people nowadays so i'm mm. thinking about that element of this i would say legacy yeah yeah and so i mean the world changes so quickly i know i mean even stuff like that from the 70s is super interesting now <laughs> like so <laughs> so you know you can't really make any kind of definite prediction about mm. about it will, what, what people will look on this period mm. uh, in in what kind of way you never know this is what i love about art so much because you, you never know and I, I and i encourage well myself and also all of my friends is if there's something you love to create keep on doing it mm. for yourself and also you never know who would really they find your work and they feel that they're less alone in this world and i think it's one of the most beautiful feelings ever cool. and kind of wrapping up this interview and rolling out the red carpet even though we couldn't have a <laughs> real red carpet for you okay what's next for you and any updates professionally personally you love to share with the rti listeners um any, like wildest dreams feel free to share let's think yeah. uh well, you've already sort of touched I've on the exhibition. So. I've got one for you. But okay. Uh, you want, okay. So I think it, it depends from person to person. But I feel that if uh, an artist's work could be a permanent uh, permanent collection of a big museum, I think that's really, really that amazing. That would be really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Taipei Fine Arts Museum. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I love that. Yeah. I've always kind of hoped that Have it you ever finds its about way that? into the archives somehow. Yeah. Have you ever dreamed about that? That would, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> it's probably like pretty coy to talk about this, about your work, but like you never know. That would be really cool. Um, definitely it going into some kind of archival collection for the future would be really awesome. Um, I'm actually at the moment, and it's a very beginning project, working on a TV thing with Sleet. And I'm not allowed to tell, tell too much oh, about it. Uh, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's to do, I'll be making stuff for it. And it's to do with Taiwanese writers. So I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. Oh. It's been like fairly uh, chaotic beginning. So, okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, part of me is like, don't talk about it in the interview because okay, you'll jinx I, it. Wait, but, but are we allowed <laughs> to keep this in? Yeah, well, we you didn't totally mention can. the specific. Okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't mention the specific, so it's all good. Yeah. You have this going on. Any upcoming exhibits? Um, for nothing uh, nothing after the Esleet one. I think after Dan Shui is finished, I might draw my my own hometown. X-Men? Uh, yeah, because um, I think the longer I spend away from it, the more I want, the more I'm interested in it. It's like, I think sometimes Taiwanese people tell me that um, they're looking at Taiwanese cities in a different way now. 
And I think it's because I've, I'm drawing them from a sort of outsider perspective. Mm. And I'm noticing stuff that is just ordinary for most Taiwanese people. And now I'm sort of doing that with my hometown. Like every time I go I back, I'm like, oh, I never realized like this is so beautiful here. Or this is like a really interesting thing or so. I can't think of specific examples right now. But no, it, uh, it, that's how you, you were describing how I felt when I was in the U.S. with Taiwan. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of taking some time out of the place and going back into it. It's a very different feeling. Well, what is home to you? How do you oh, define it's home? hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I say I'd say home is Exmouth and Taipei. Those are mm. the. So you feel it's more of a uh, tangible, concrete space than an idea. Or? Um, no, actually, no. I'd I'd say I mean that as far as tangible spaces go, yeah, those two definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as um, I guess you, yeah, emotionally, I could just say I guess home is the people really because I mean like uh, one time I went back home and we actually went on a trip i went on a trip with my family and it still felt like going home even if we even though we were in a different country it's tricky yeah there's definitely like a sort of physical and an emotional yes. uh, difference there mm-hmm. <laughs> so any collaborators or any city governments that you hope to collaborate with in the future feel free to you know give them a shout yeah, out name drop, they, promote your own listening? work um <laughs> what was it i'd like to there are places i'd like to draw in taiwan that are uh, on the smaller side of things and i'd be a little worried that they're just on a sort of smaller scale and don't have they're, they're sort of smaller towns like say Lugang or Shiluo or something oh, those are beautiful yeah. yeah they're such beautiful little towns they're cool they're, they're very laid back I like being in them which is important mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard if there is like since I do this full-time there is a sort of I guess a commercial aspect to it I'd love to be able to just go and take a month and not really care if anyone mm. like bought it or not like, I, I, I'm lucky that I can do that sometimes. Like, so I'd hope, like, mm. in those cases, someone in the town or, or, like, an organization in those towns would commission me for that. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to find who to reach out for for that sometimes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where else? I, I want to do something with New York. Like, um, one of my, and I still haven't been there, but one of my <laughs> favorite videos as a kid was this uh you know how sometimes you get like an obsessive movie as a child like my sisters I, 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 was, uh, I still do. really yeah my sisters was matilda so i always <gasps> just well, seen that so many favorite, times yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but mine uh when i was really little mine was like this kind of helicopter tour of new york that my grandma like bought a video of back nice. and i watched it over and over and i'd sort of oh, wonder what yeah. influence that had on me as a small kid but, I love this. I can totally see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've always like been obsessed with the city yeah. since then. And I'm kind of like, I want to do maybe New York, but in the 1930s or something. Cool. Like, and, go, and jump back in time. I'm definitely looking forward to your upcoming work about the places you mentioned. And so, yeah, some, any some people, stuff. Okay. Any <laughs> people working in government in Lugang or Silo, reach yeah. out to Tom. <laughs> you can go to his website. You know where to find him. And um, people can find your work on Instagram and yep. website. Instagram, uh, Instagram is Tom Rook Art. Um, so is Facebook. Uh, the Instagram is a little more like life stuff as well, as well as the art. The Facebook's a bit more like art focused. Mm-hmm. And then I have a I have a website called Tom Rook Art as well. That's kind of like an online gallery. So this has been wow. I couldn't describe how inspired and how warm I feel. You know, getting to talk to you and know more about not only you as an artist but also you as a person. And um, listeners, I hope you enjoy this interview. I'm sure you did, right? I so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming on the show again, Tom. Thank you. And Thanks hope you're me. having a great start of the week. And take care. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>